Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Well, pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, happy Monday. Let's get going with another week of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bancorp Studio here in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty with you today, along with our intern Nathan Lee. The uh, rest of the guys are gone. Uh, Kelly will be back tomorrow. Not sure. I think Luke uh, scheduled to be back. On the show Friday. Opening uh, segment of the show sponsored as it is every day by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics and a great place for you to cater your next event. Tailgate coming up here in just a couple of weeks. October 15th, I believe, is the next home game. Uh, No better place to go than Dickie's uh, to cater your event. All right, Nathan, uh, you're in the studio here with me. I trust you had a good weekend. Yes, sir. I'm ready. Let's do this thing. You know? All right, we're ready to go. We've got David Eckert from the Hattiesburg American uh, rejoining us this Monday. We missed him last week uh, with uh, Coach Hall on the show, but uh, but David is back. And before we move on to football, David, I understand you were covering uh, the Sanderson Farms Open this weekend, so uh, you probably saw a lot of really good professional golf. I was. I actually I missed the weekend. I was on on uh, midweek duty, so I was up there for the press conferences Tuesday and Wednesday, and then uh, the first couple rounds. And when I tell you, I have no idea what I'm looking at when it comes to golf. Um, I'm not lying, but uh, I learned a couple things and, and talked to some interesting people. So I, I, I had a good time, and you know the the weather was great too, which I appreciated. Yeah. So not a, not a bad week for me at all. All right, we had an off week for Southern Miss uh, football, but uh, back uh, back in action uh, this weekend against Troy. Since there's not a game to talk about, I thought what we'd do is go over the results of uh, of the league with you this weekend and get your thoughts. And let's start with Troy, a 34 to 27 winner over Western Kentucky. Troy three and two. Where will Troy stack up, David, uh, in the strength of opponents uh, that the Golden Eagles have faced so far this year? You think? Yeah, um, it's a great question. You, you know, I mean, you look at their results, right? I mean, they go to Ole Miss, um, and, you know, they, they lose by 18, but they don't get embarrassed. Um, beat a, a non-major Alabama A&M team. They, they lose by four to a Hail Mary against that state, and then they beat a very good team in Marshall and go on the road against, you know, what I think we can all agree is a, is a solid Western Kentucky team and get a win. Um, so... I, I would say, you know, I, I would put them kind of on the same tier, maybe slightly below uh, a Liberty-type type, type opponent. Um, 
when when you account for the fact that it's on the road, um, you know, I, I think it becomes maybe a little bit uh, more difficult if you look at what Vegas thinks, right? Um, I think Vegas, uh, uh, Southern Miss opened as an eight-point underdog in this game, um, which uh, to me, I think that's the second largest one uh, outside of the two-lane game. So obviously Vegas thinks this will be a, a really tough game for, for the Golden Eagles, and I agree. Um, solid football team with a good quarterback on the road. That's never easy. Right, and uh, so they, they go on the road, as you say, to Troy. What what a huge win this would be. We talked about that last week, obviously, against Tulane. But it, but if you could beat Tulane and then go on the road and beat a Troy team, that would uh, be quite a quite a start to the first year. But what are the what are the big things uh, Southern Miss will have to overcome to win that game? Uh, yeah, you know they're they're going to have to run the ball. Um, to me, and just, not for the sake of. You know, I don't think Frank Gore Jr. needs to run for 150 yards to win this game, but he does need to give um, he, he, the Southern Miss run game as a whole does need to provide enough to, to keep the offense balanced and, you know, prevent the, the, the Troy pass rush, which is very good from just teeing off on, on Zach Wilkie because that's what happens when you don't have that balance. So I think that'll be really important. Um, you know, you, you look at defense, right? In, in these games, you know, the, the, that, that two lane game, right? Uh, Southern Miss got a huge, huge defensive play on that pick six. Um, you know, they might need something like that again. Uh, you know, when, when, when you're thinking about upsets, right? You know, there's, there's, there's always kind of a checklist. You know, do you get that big play on special, on special teams like Southern Miss got in New Orleans two weeks ago? Do, does your defense make a game changing play rather than just bending but not breaking, you know? Does your offense have those explosive plays to where you're not trying to just nickel and dime your way down down the field against a very good defense? Um, Southern Miss hit on all three of those two weeks ago, and I, I think the formula this weekend is going to be similar. They're going to have to, um, you know, make those explosive game-changing plays rather than just winning this one on the balance of what happens. Right. Liberty, speaking of them, beat Old Dominion, which appeared early in the year to be a pretty good team. They're 2-3 and three now. Liberty uh, wins the game 38-24. The truth is, David, Liberty's one two-point conversion away from being 4-0. So to have started the season yep. taking them to quadruple overtime, a pretty good sign, I think, for the Golden Eagles. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look at what's happening to the teams that Southern Miss has, has played so far, everybody besides Miami – um, although I have to be honest, I haven't really kept up with what Northwestern State is doing. But the, the other the other two have have, have acquitted them, themselves well. Um, you know, Liberty's been very good. Um, you know, Tulane, right? They go on the road without their quarterback, um, and 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 they they win in overtime against Houston. So uh, the, the non conference schedule, I guess, I kind of joke about it. You know, it's like uh, the, the the transitive property. Um, aspect of this is going pretty well for for southern miss so far definitely all right also down the road is south alabama that's always been a nemesis yep. to southern miss to begin with but they look pretty good they're forward one they beat well i think it's fair to say it's kind of a disappointing louisiana team right now but uh south al seems to have it going so you got troy and south al still to come uh, both both going to be tough matchups you know, you, you, that that Louisiana game at home on that Thursday night is looking less difficult by the week, but you know that South Al game is looking more difficult. Uh, you look, even what they did 
um, you know, against UCLA, who, who got a big win this weekend um, and, and is unbeaten, right? They, they, they went on the road. Granted, uh, it's not much of a, a, a intimidating away environment, but they go on the road and they almost beat UCLA. So they're, they're a weird uh, fake field goal attempt away from, away from getting that done. So that's, you know, that's, for me, a huge game for Southern Miss. Um, I believe that's their senior day, if my memory is, uh, correct. is correct. So definitely a big test there. All right, Georgia Southern also on the schedule this year, and uh, Georgia Southern is now three and two. It looked like they had Coastal Carolina on the ropes and beaten Saturday night, but uh, Coastal pulls it out. They're now five and zero, oh, but they just squeaked by Georgia Southern, thirty four thirty. So a- another competitive team in Georgia Southern in the league. Yeah, I, th- I think that's Georgia State that that Southern Miss has this year. I think okay. Georgia State is coming, okay. is coming to the rock. Um, but yes, you, you know that Coastal Carolina offense, man. I mean, that's just a that's a thing of beauty. I mean, that quarterback. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of said um, I forget when I said this. It might have been after the Northwestern State game that you know there there aren't a ton of games remaining on Southern Miss schedule that you feel they've got no chance in. Um, and I still don't feel that way. But if if Coastal Carolina continues to play offense the way that they have going on the road there is going to be a really tall task uh, to win a game with, with such an experienced quarterback. You know, I think, you know, it's a little bit early to say this, but I, I, I would expect them to, you know, three weeks out from the end of the season, be playing for a, a, a Sunbelt, a Sunbelt uh, championship game burst. That's going to be a, a tough one. Southern Miss. Right. No question. Georgia state speaking of, uh, beats Army this weekend, 34-14, to get their first win of the season. Is James Madison, is that the surprise team in the league right now, David? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, they, they look great. Um, it, it, again, I mean, you know, you come up from the FCS level, and to, to be this competitive this quickly is just, you know, it's it's amazing. Um, I, I'm just incredibly impressed. I got a chance to watch them a little bit this weekend. Um, you know, and I didn't see the whole game, but they looked, they would just look solid on both sides of the ball. Um, it's almost a shame that they're not eligible for the, uh, for the championship game or for, for bowl eligibility, you know, because it, it doesn't seem like that's too ridiculous a claim right now. So, um, that's going to become a big storyline if, if they keep trending the way that they are, but yeah, can't, can't, praise them enough for, for how they've played so far this season. All right, we're talking to David Eckert from the Hattiesburg American. Going to hold him over if you've got a few minutes, David. Got to review some of these other sure schools thing. from uh, the Sun Belt and uh, get your thoughts about that and maybe discuss a couple other things with David Eckert from the Hattiesburg American. Monday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, glad you're back with us. Uh, Bob Getty with you this afternoon, along with the super intern Nathan Lee. We're in the, uh, well, we're in the Southern Bank Course studio, aren't we, Nathan? Yes, a beautiful we are. afternoon here in Hattiesburg. You'll be back at work this weekend getting some post game stuff for us and, uh, and, uh, covering Southern Miss football. Oh, yeah, you know it. From the student perspective, uh, is, is there an air of excitement on the campus? Uh, what, what, what's the vibe you get right now about the Golden Eagles? Overall, for the Golden Eagles, I mean, it's just fun to be excited about a team, but I want to kind of shadow more of the Sun Belt. We've talked about it on here. Like, It's kind of just cool to be excited about other teams in your conference and in your league. You know, when I was watching some of these Sun Belt games, I was like, this is competitive football, and I don't want yeah. to talk bad about Conference USA, but you know, yeah. it's fun to see some fun teams out there in the fun belt. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. <laughs> David Eckert's with the Hattiesburg American. He covers this stuff for a living. And let's get back. Let's get back into the league with you, David. Uh, Arkansas State beats Louisiana Monroe forty-five to twenty-eight Saturday. Both Arkansas State and Louisiana Monroe upcoming for the Golden Eagles. Are these both winnable games for USM? Definitely. Definitely, you know, um, I think Arkansas State's kind of in a similar place, right? Year two under their coach, um, trying to build it. And, and I'll be interested to see, I guess, what that looks like when, when both of those projects are on the field together. Um, you know, that I think not having done any, I guess, in-depth analysis on Arkansas State, obviously, yet I, I would probably pick Southern Miss in that game, but... Uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. And then, yeah, I mean, Louisiana Monroe got a big win uh, two weeks ago against, uh, you know, the, the Cajuns. But and I don't know. I still think that's a, that's a team that Southern Mitch should beat as they're currently constituted. Again, it's on the road. You know, that's never easy. But, uh, that, again, I, I think if I'm kind of mapping out the rest of the season for Southern Miss, those are two games that I would expect them to win. All right, we talked a little bit about Louisiana. Again, they were beaten by South Alabama 2017, a pretty close game. But but this is sort of a disappointing team. So I I look at this, and, and I see this is another possible win for the Golden Eagles. Yeah, and, it's, you know, it's going to be one of those cool Thursday night games. I'm excited for it. Um, I think, you know, just – the place will be bouncing, hopefully. So um, that, that'll be an event, right? And, and a lot of times when you can turn a football game into an event, that helps you just from a, a juice perspective. So, yeah, I think I think that's a, that's a game that they can win, definitely. Um, you know, Louisiana hasn't, hasn't gotten the results that it wants to this point, but you know, it's, it's, it's a good football team. But like I said earlier, that game's looking more and more winnable um, as, as – you know, the, the weeks go by both from based on what we're seeing from Southern Miss and, you know, the, the Louisiana aspect of it. I think a two-game losing streak for them. So uh, they're, they're not where they want to be right now, no doubt about it. All right. Now you tell me if I'm crazy. I've done some quick math here. The Golden Eagles have two <laughs> wins. They beat Arkansas State. That's win number three. Texas State, win number four. Louisiana, number five. Georgia State, and I'll give you – in a moment, you can talk about Georgia State. I don't think we talked about them much. Louisiana Monroe. If that happened, the Golden Eagles would win seven games, David. Am, am I in fantasy land here? Yeah, I mean, look, there, there's some variables there. I, I don't think it's fantasy land, no. I, I think there are some games they could lose, but I do think 
you know, in, in the sample of games that you haven't listed, it's not outrageous to say that they might win one or two of those as well. So I, I'm still very much in wait-and-see mode with them. Um, I, I, I have to be honest. I'm not sure what they are. I think there's a ton of potential. I think the defense is awesome. I think I, I predicted them, you know, in, in my predictions article at the, beginning, at the beginning of the year that they would get better as the year goes on. And they're ahead of where I thought they would be, to be totally frank. So if they can get that progression, then I think they could win some, you know, I, I think seven is totally in play. Um, absolutely. So for me, that's, that's what it's all about. Can they progress from week to week? And, and when you say that, what you really mean is can Zach Wilkie progress from week to week, right? right. Um, that, that's what you need to see. So uh, if, if he's playing high-level football by the time Louisiana comes around, by the time South Alabama comes around, you know, I mean, you, you never count Southern Miss out of those games. No right. way. Right. On the schedule still as Georgia State, they uh, beat Army Thirty-one uh, fourteen this weekend, but they're one and four, and really haven't shown a lot. Is it fair fair to say? Yeah, they haven't. Um, their their schedule's been tough, right? They they play South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, you know, North Carolina at home. I, I don't want to say you expect them to win that game, but maybe you know if you're hopeful. Um, but then they lose to Charlotte at home, which you can't do. They get they get blown out by Coastal, um, so they start zero and four. Uh, but, yeah, that Army one's a – hey, that's a big win. We'll see what they can do. That's a team that, if uh, my memory serves, I think uh, was picked to finish third in that highly competitive Sunbelt East division. So, right. um, you know, certainly there were some preseason expectations there. We'll see if they can start to live up to them now that they're in the, they're in the conference play. They have a win under the belt, and, you know, they, we'll, we'll see what they can get done. All right, so we're down to Georgia State. We've talked about Texas State, Louisiana, we think is kind of disappointing. Arkansas State, uh, a very winnable game. Still on that schedule, though, Coastal Carolina, 5-0. and Don't appear to be the greatest defensive team, but they can certainly uh, rack up the points. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you look at Grayson McCall, right? I think two-time defending Sunbelt Player of the Year, he's back again. I mean, and hey, that's just, especially in the in the area of era of the transfer portal where I'm sure that he was highly sought after um, by, by some programs at a, at a higher station than, than Coastal Carolina. That's just, I mean, that's an unbelievable bonus to, to get him um, for, for another season. Um, he's got, I've got his stats in front of me through five games. He's got 1,336 passing yards already, 14 touchdowns, and just one interception. So he's a dude. Um, yeah, that's that's again. You go strength on strength. Southern Miss defense against a quarterback like him. That'll be really interesting. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's going to be a tough one for yeah, Southern Miss. Yeah. I think that but kind of quarterback on the road against a team that's won before. But even even considering that, I mean, uh, you know, this six seven wins uh, certainly now begins to uh begins to look realistic i'm almost hesitant to say it but <laughs> but uh it is it's, it's pretty exciting to think about that all right a team that's not on our schedule but i want to ask you about uh they're three and two but i'm still not convinced they're they're not the best team in the Sun Belt, and that's appalachian state yeah uh, they're they were my preseason pick to win to win the league um yeah I, i'm with you they haven't they haven't looked great you know i mean they, they they lost that 
they, they should have lost that game against Troy. Um, you know, they got totally bailed out. Um, their, their big win, Texas A&M, on the road, some of the juice has kind of been taken out of that because Texas A&M looks terrible. They were awful this weekend, just really bad. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not sure what I think of that. I think, I think they have maybe the most talented roster in the Sun Belt for whatever reason. Maybe it just hasn't hasn't clicked, but they, they go to Texas State this weekend, should win that game. Um, Georgia State, Robert Morris, um, which is from uh, from my neck of the woods up there. That's an FCS school that I don't expect to put uh, put too much of a fight up. So could be looking at four wins in a row for them by the time they get to right. uh, play Coastal Carolina on the road. So we'll see. Yeah, I think we can all agree that Texas A&M is the, is the most overpaid, underperforming college football team in the country uh as of as of right now all right david so yeah. uh what what's the schedule this week uh in far as preparation uh for the road game is concerned yeah so uh we we chatted with will hall today um and for, for his sunbelt media call and tomorrow they've got practice tomorrow morning um we'll get to chat to chat with will hall again afterwards um same thing wednesday Thursday they practice. Uh, they practice again um, uh, without without the media there. And then Friday, I believe uh, they'll they'll make the trip down. So uh, three important days coming up. The Co- coach Hall did tell us um, on the call today that he did get a chance with the bye week to get a little bit ahead of of preparation um, for for Troy, which I think is important. Anytime you can get that leg up with the bye week, that's huge. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's it's go time for them. Big three big days coming up, and then you know a chance to go make a, a, another statement on the road. All right, David, we appreciate uh, all the great coverage you're giving Southern Miss and the Hattiesburg American, and we sure appreciate you coming on the Eagle Hour every Monday. And we'll look uh, forward to having your analysis of the Troy game uh, this time next week. Yes, sir. I, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on every week. All Thanks right. a lot. David Eckert, everybody, from the Hattiesburg America. Doing a great job, Nathan uh, Lee, in covering Southern Miss football. Yeah, he is. He's really good at what he does. Yeah, You got a prediction for Saturday? Uh, not yet score-wise, but I think Southern Miss competes. I think the Troy defense is a problem for Southern Miss's offense, but I think anything's possible for the Southern Miss team with Will Hall you know, preparing this team. Am I crazy to, to be looking at what I think could be a seven-win season? Hey, I predicted six at the beginning of the year. I don't think seven's out of, out of the question anymore. So Leslie Roberts, what he thinks. He knows a thing or two about Southern Miss football. He's next on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, our thanks to David Eckert from the Hattiesburg America for joining us and uh, kind of analyzing uh, what we see now uh, in the Sunbelt Football Conference five weeks into the season and what a great job he's doing uh, providing some, I think, long overdue coverage of 
Southern Miss Sports in the Hattiesburg America. I want to thank Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. It's a great place to buy your Southern Miss apparel, and they're open seven days a week on Hardy Street. Also, our thanks to 4th Street Bar and Grill for sponsoring the third segment of our show every day. We really like the guys down there. I know they had a big time yesterday watching the Saints play on Sunday morning, even though that didn't turn out well. Uh, they've always got the big game on TV. If you don't make it over to Troy uh, Saturday night, you want to be in a great atmosphere, you just go to 4th Street Bar and Grill. Also, I want to remind you about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. All right, glad to report to you that Lee Roberts will be back on the radio call Saturday night uh, when the Golden Eagles take on Troy after a two-week absence that he joins the Eagle Hour this afternoon. Lee, glad to hear you back on the radio coming this week and uh, and glad that you're doing so well. Yeah, thank you so much to everyone for the prayers and thoughts. And been a been a tough couple of weeks, but uh, regardless, the Eagles have played good over those two weeks. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully me coming back won't be any <laughs> any harm to that. So <laughs> I'm excited though to get the opportunity to to get back. Obviously, missing missing two games is is tough, but uh, much needed rest and recovery that I I needed over those few weeks. So right. um, very right. very glad to be able to. Take that time off, indeed. All right, good deal. All right, Lee, you can tell me if I'm crazy. We were talking to David Eckerd, the Hattiesburg American, earlier in the program, and so I'm looking down the remainder of the schedule, and I'm being pessimistic. I, I, I'm not counting a win against Troy, Coastal Carolina, or South Alabama. I'm just saying that could happen, may not happen. We'll see. But even even if those three games did not turn out well, I see a seven-game season – winning season and let's assume you win one of those games and and maybe one of the games that on paper you would think you would win doesn't turn out your way i I just really now believe that six or seven games is a very realistic uh a very realistic expectation you know i I truly believe as well and you know i kind of thought beginning of the year if we could you know at at worst be two and two to start the year um you know hoping to somehow scratch out three and one, but didn't happen. We're sitting two and two, but man, a lot of momentum, a lot of excitement, obviously coming off the two lane win, um, a week ago, the bye week and get a chance to hopefully get some guys healthy, get some things ironed out before conference play. So I, I'm excited the way things are setting up and now looking at the, the next eight games. I mean, we're a, a third of the way through the season. Next eight games is huge. And, and you're right. I mean, we could, could easily win, you know, five games and hopefully six games. And hey, I'm not going to count those guys short at all. I mean, there's there's every game of the schedule is is winnable, and we've shown that. I mean, again, going back to beating a really good two lane team that the only blemish on their schedule is from the Golden Eagles. So I'm I'm excited about the future and obviously what Coach Will Hall has done and just the excitement with the program. But yeah, indeed, I, I think we could look up, you know, first week of December and you know we're going to be more than bowl eligible if things continue to go our way. Yeah. Well, it, you, you've got to have a good quarterback, I think, in just about any level of football to be really successful. And you know a lot about that position. So analyze the development of the young freshman, Wilkie. You know, a, a, a lot was said, obviously, coming out of high school. But, again, the the emphasis was on Taki's, um, Wilkie being, you know, put in there in the absence of Taki's with his injury and, 
man, the kid has, has done everything the coaches have asked. He's, you know, spent extra time, obviously, you know, in the film room, making sure that, that he's ready to, to lead this team. And has he been perfect? No. Would we expect him to be perfect? No. I mean, that's, that's a tough task to come in as a freshman and, and, and play um, in very, very hostile environments. Remember his first start down in Miami. I mean, so that's a, a huge task. But each week has gotten better. Uh, the Northwestern State game, obviously, an opportunity to gain confidence. Was able to do that, and then you know didn't 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 play his best, obviously against Tulane, but played well enough to to win. Defenses, uh, you know, keep you in the games, but offenses have to score points. But um, I, I'm pleased with the progress of of Wilkie, and again, I think this open week was nothing but good timing for him as well, just to continue to grasp the offense and iron out any uh, you know ailments that that they might have, but. Looking for big things this weekend. Yeah, how beneficial do you think an off week was for a kid in his position? You know, it, it's huge. I mean, you could look at it one of two ways. I mean, you, a big win against Tulane, a lot of momentum. Hey, you know, if you if you play in week five, then you carry that momentum. But you just you just hope that hasn't stalled out. And I know this team, I know this coaching staff, they're not going to let that momentum stall out. Um, they're going to carry that. Uh, into this week and use the bye week like they did. I mean, able to take a, a few days off and a couple extra days to get prepared for Troy. So uh, I'm excited about this weekend, especially coming off that bye week. All right. So you see pretty much every game. If you uh, if you were to say, what are the three biggest areas of improvement you see right now as compared to last year? What would they be? You know, obviously, I mean, our defense last year was really good, but man, we've improved all across the board defensively. I mean, we're we're getting back to that that true nasty bunch defense. So, you know, one what Austin Armstrong has done, uh, I'd say that's that's a, a vital part. I think special teams, and we're doing a lot of great things on special teams, and then uh, the play of the O line as well. I think Coach Sam Gregg has continued to to get that group better. Uh, yeah, are we are we perfect? No. Are we running the ball like we want? No. But you know we're protecting our quarterback, and that's one of the main things you want to do. I mean, you want to establish a a, a quarterback, and you want to protect him, and uh, he's able to do that. So I think the area of focus this off uh, this open week has been to to run the football. And I know Frank Gore is getting that group ready, and you know I expect big things run the football. But those are the three things I see where the biggest improvement is. So yesterday I'm watching uh, the New England-Green Bay game, and New England's second-string quarterback gets a concussion. So they have to bring in a rookie from, of all places, Western Kentucky, and he's playing the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. That's the first game that he's ever played in. But New England was really running the ball well. And uh, – he played very, very well, and he made some big passes off of play action. But I think it, it was in large part because of how effective uh, New England was at running the football. I say all that to ask you this. If the Golden Eagles can get their running game ginned up and start becoming productive offensively in the running game, doesn't that really help Wilkie a lot? Oh, 100%. I mean, it takes a lot of pressure you know, off the quarterback if – if defenses know that you know you're not going to be able to run the ball effectively, they're going to just kind of pin their ears back and come at the quarterback. And if you're a guy that can't move in the pocket and you know not able to you know get outside, if you don't have good protection, it could be a long day at the quarterback position. But yeah, establishing the running game helps any quarterback, especially a young freshman like Wilkie. 
You could get that going and get this offense really ramped up with the defensive team uh, that they're putting on the field right now. And as you mentioned, you know, they've been playing pretty well on special teams as well. It just seems clear to me that anybody who's watching this can should be able to see that Will Hall and his staff are they're turning the corner, Lee. They're, they're, you know they're they're putting this program back on the right track, and uh, and I think maybe even quicker than some of us anticipated. You know, I think so. I mean, and obviously, you know, Will Hall. I mean, in his mind, last year he wanted to win and he wanted to show improvement right away. And you know, we all know the difficulty we had last year with especially the quarterback position and you said it started in this segment you got to have a quarterback to be very successful and you know last year's inability to to have that quarterback you know really hurt us but um a guy stepping up this year Wilkie I mean it's been a lot of improvements so yeah coach Will Hall and his whole staff is doing a tremendous job and, and you can see the improvement I hope the fans see it I hope they're you know, continue to jump on and support this team because this team is is doing all the right things. I mean, we're very close to being three and one right now. I mean, a, a, a four overtime loss to Liberty, a good Liberty team. So I mean, you can't you can't harp on that kind of stuff. But obviously, what we're doing as a team, excited about what Will Hall is bringing for sure. All right, about thirty seconds left, Lee. What do the Golden Eagles have to do to pull this thing off Saturday mm-hmm. night? Yeah, again, I think you, what we talked about, you got to run the football. I mean, this is a Troy team that we're, we're playing at their house. I mean, they're going to have momentum. They've got a lot of great things for their first-year head coach as well. And I think we've got to run the football. And we need to continue to make plays defensively. And, you know, last couple of weeks ago against Tulane, the pick six, those do nothing but help your team. And I think a big play on defense will be a, could be a big factor. All right, I want you to know we're all looking forward to hearing you back on the radio broadcast. Things will seem normal again uh, when you're back uh, behind the mic Saturday, and uh, I appreciate all you do for our program as well, Lee. Hey, absolutely, Bob. I appreciate you, man, and I uh, look forward to talking to you guys next week, hopefully after a win. There we go. Lee Roberts, everybody, former great quarterback for the Golden Eagles. All he did was win conference championships as a quarterback. We'll be right back. Uh, Nathan has some news about some guests Wednesday we're a little nervous about. We'll talk about that. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, I want to thank Lee Roberts. He'll be back on the radio call, as you heard him say, Saturday night. That's good news for all Southern Miss fans. Also, I want to thank David Eckert uh, for his participation in today's show. This segment sponsored by D1 and D-Bat on Hardy Street. Great state-of-the-art training facility for baseball, softball, and for any adult sport. Uh, they've got a program to fit you, to fit your child. You'll we guarantee you, you'll come out a better athlete than when you went in. D1, D-Bat, they're on Hardy Street, and uh, they really have a magnificent facility. Also want to thank Mo Beignet Company, 
the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. I'm going to hear more and more people talking about uh, eating beignets uh, at Mobay Beignet and uh, how good it is, and truly it is. All right, real quickly, uh, ladies volleyball. Uh, the women beat Troy in a five-game set Friday night, uh, and then they play again on Saturday, and Troy comes back, and they win in straight sets to even the series. And so the Lady Eagles are now 10-6 and six on the year, 2-2 two and two in the Sun Belt. They'll leave the Hub City for the first time in two weeks, and they'll travel to Monroe for a two-game stand with the Warhawks. First match will be Friday at 6 o'clock, and the second uh, to follow on Friday. Well, the first match is at Friday, October 6th at 6 p.m., and then they'll play again the next afternoon at 4 p.m. Soccer falls uh, one to nothing to Texas State. The women's soccer program is now one and six, one two and one in the Sun Belt. And here's some good news: uh, the ladies' cross country team finishes second in the Chili Pepper Festival cross country meet, and uh, they were one of 31 teams participating and uh, finished second out of 31 teams. So congratulations uh, as the uh, track and field program continues to do very well. On the show tomorrow, Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation and a special guest coming to us live from Hawaii uh, to talk about Southern Miss football. So we're looking forward to that. And then Wednesday, we'll have Patrick McGee to talk about the Saints. Well, what a tough loss yesterday for the New Orleans Saints in London. And then kind of an outlaw group is coming in here, Nathan. Can yeah. you tell us who that is? Yeah, yeah. We got the outlaw group, like Bob said. We got the Four Street Sports Show joining uh, us. We got Charlie Luttrell, though, we joining the show with us. Uh, it's a great show. We do at 5 p.m. on Mondays. Uh, y'all listening tonight because y'all might have heard Will Hall last week, but we got an extra uh, extra long interview with him for the Four Street Sports Show tonight. So tune into that and look for the, look for that on uh, Wednesday. And that's on, the, that's on the campus radio show. Yes, 88.5 FM. Or go to the Southern Miss Student Media YouTube channel. There will be a live stream that I produce for the show. There so. you go. So you guys do that every Monday, is that correct? Yes, sir. Every Monday at five p.m. So you cover all the sports from the student perspective, and and you and some of the other guys on the show, young, uh, obviously. Uh, students at USM studying journalism. Yes, yes, sir. That's all we do, and we love doing it. You know, give so the miss all the athletes and ath- athletics. Uh, you know, their time to shine and their sh- uh, their uh, uh, so spotlight. Who's coming with you? Uh, Charlie Luttrell. He's okay. our producer. Have you and Charlie uh, gathered up the money that is going to be required to pay oh, when you come in? The yeah, front you door? know it. You know it. How how we were doing it. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a great event this past Friday uh, at the uh, Mississippi Peanut Festival. I want to thank Richard Woolwine again. Uh, for having us uh, in his uh, beautiful facility up there at Worldwide Ford and allowing us uh, to be a part of that. And i got to tell you, Nathan, my wife mm-hmm. and I went to two events this past weekend. We went to the Loblolly Festival in Laurel, mm-hmm. and then we went to the Peanut Festival in Collins. We're really at Mitchell Farms outside of Collins. Between those two events, there must have been 500 vendors mm. and thousands of people, thousands of people Man. at both events. Uh Huge turnout for the Loblolly Festival in Laurel and the Mississippi Peanut Festival. Uh, a lot of that goes on here in South. No, nah, they love the it. The weather's beautiful for They them. deserve it. All those people that run those things are great people, and you know, they deserve that kind of spotlight as well. All right, so you guys that do the 4th Street Sports Show, what is your vibe about the football team? Yeah, well, 
going into the season, uh, uh, there's probably some people on Twitter that remember, you know, some of us weren't as high. And personally for me, I thought we were a possibility to get six and six this season. Uh, some people didn't agree with me and some people did. You know, I maybe it was a little ambitious coming to the season, but I saw something going to the practices uh, in the fall camp. And, you know, overall for us, we, we see improvement. And when you go to Southern Miss and with the history like you know, that's all fans want. They want improvement. You know, we're not asking to be a national championship, going to a national championship. We just want to improve every week, you know, and have something to be motivated and uh, have fun, uh, you know, to you know support over the weekends, you know, during football season. Right. And does the student body understand how important their support is? You think? Yes. And we, we try to hit that home every single time we do a show or we see anyone, you know. That's the biggest thing, you know. Maybe we're not the biggest football school, but – or in sports school, but why can't we be, you know? So we try, we try to motivate these uh, the student body as much as we can to kind of motivate these players because, you know, at the end of the day, they can prepare all they want, but if they don't have the fans behind them, it's hard to get motivated for those games. And that needs to carry over to the basketball season. Exactly. You and I both believe the basketball team is going to be better than people yes. think. Yes, uh, And, uh, you know, it would really, really help them a lot mm. for a lot of students to yes. show up you know, at Reed Green gotta when they play. Exactly. Got to pack Reed Green. We got we to gotta support this team, you know. It's a process that we all need to be a part of. All right. We're looking forward to having you and your friend out here Wednesday. That'll Thank be you. fun. Thank you. Thank you. We're excited. Charlie's excited. We're, we really hope you all enjoy the show tonight if you all listen. All right. Don't forget about it. 5 o'clock on the campus radio station, 88.5 FM. That's it. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have uh, Heath Hinton on the show as well as a guest from Hawaii, as we mentioned. And until then... Thank you for listening in Southern Miss to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.